Welcome to the Person, Partner, Parent podcast. We're all about pursuing a life where you can be a great parent, enjoy a loving relationship, and chase your own dreams. It's not necessarily about equal balance, but shifting with change and challenges that come before us. It's about discerning what matters and what we need to focus on. I am your host, Nancy Elizabeth. I'm a mom of two small humans and one fur baby. I'm a partner of 15 years and wife of nine. I'm an engineer who didn't want the corporate world, but armed with a love of research, I became a self-improvement enthusiast who has a burning desire to experience life in its fullest. Now I'm ready to take what I've learned, bring in the experts, and help us all figure it out. Let's get started. episode of 2021. We made it. You know, you might not be feeling like you want to set resolutions for 2021. You maybe just want to continue surviving. Today, I'm going to challenge you why you should set them anyway. And some different ideas and traditions that we do each year that might shift your perspective on the whole practice of setting resolutions and goals and New Year's traditions. This year, I set no expectations for New Year's Eve. Normally, I get so excited. I mean, for the type A, Enneagram type 1, like this is my time. I shop for my new planners. Yes, planners, plural. I have more than one. (laughs) Set personal goals, work goals, family goals, all that stuff. I'm just a person that loves the change of seasons and the passage of time, like they have always held such rhythm for me. So spring and rebirth and the new year and getting warm, summer, relaxing, long days, trips, fall, we get kind of another little mini new fresh start with the school year. I think you kind of gear up and is another checkpoint in the year for starting fresh. And then you come into the holidays and nesting and New Year's, and in the winter, there's just these different rhythms to life that I've always loved. I don't want to go day after day after day, like Groundhog Day. The seasons, the holidays, they kind of set a pace and a tone and a rhythm of life, and I've always been a person that's loved those opportunities to kind of reevaluate, to enjoy. But this year, I'm just done. Like, I'm just, I'm just tired. I didn't want to do any more crafts, any more scavenger hunts, any more preschool lessons, any more trying to create magic at home, just the four of us. I was just tired. I mean, we had a great small home holiday for Christmas, but New Year's I was just done. And we had no one to see. So we stayed in our sweatpants. I don't even know what we had for dinner. I, I Maybe it was pizza or maybe it was leftovers. It was something easy, clearly not memorable. We toasted the new year watching a YouTube video of like the New Year's fireworks in Sydney, Australia at like 730. We were going to let the kids stay up to nine. And then we were like, 
nope. <laughs> Around five o'clock in the evening, we're like, nope, uh-uh, not going to make it. So we had leftover sparkling water and we toasted the new year with that, put the kids to bed, and then we were in bed by nine. And you know what? It was great for us. It was all we wanted. We didn't want any pressure. We just wanted to take a breath, kind of grieve the year for what it was, know that magically everything wasn't going to change when that clock hit midnight, and just take a breath. So there were no plans for planners and and resolutions and new diets and exercise and, you know, no checking in with existing goals and kind of renewing where we were at or where I was at on my different goals. We just wanted to be still and to know that being together was enough. And, you know, the next morning... My husband and I somehow unexpectedly ended up like, hmm, what are we going to do? He had four days off from work. And somehow I was like, okay, well, let's purge the whole house. Let's start at one end, like in our master closet. And literally, I kind of just want to go through and clean different drawers and that junk drawer or the junk drawers multiple. (laughs) And just we had a lot of little things that have been sticking out to me has gotten cluttered. And so we decided to do this massive house purge and just clean and organize as we go. So we took four days, started in the closet. My husband's stuff had been piled up, needed to be organized. He has uh, a lot of military gear and insignia and medals and uh, rank things. And yeah, there's a lot of accessories. (laughs) So he needed to organize his side of the closet. I wanted to further minimalize my wardrobe get that really down to a smaller amount. I've been working on that incrementally for about a year. Like I can only say goodbye to so much at a time. So that I made huge progress on. That felt really good. And then we just moved through. We did the the bathroom vanity. We went to our bedroom and we went through our files. We have a dresser where we keep all of our paperwork and paper goods in lieu of an office. That's all we have is a dresser. So we went through there that was getting cluttered and messy and figured out we needed to order computer ink and that kind of stuff. We went to the guest bath. We went to the kids' playroom, which thanks to all the new toys, we definitely needed to do that shuffle, kind of put some in storage, give some away, organize things better. And the kids were over the moon to have things organized and set up. It was great. It felt so good to just at the end of those four days... To just the house was orderly, the house was clean. Like I got this unexpected feeling of, all right, new year, new page, new start. I needed some of that physical clutter gone. I mean, we had little piles of paperwork, this medical bill we needed to look at, um, some paperwork for investments and life insurance, just little loose ends we needed to tie up. And it felt so good just to get those off of that mental load to-do list. And it was really renewing. And it's great. I know not everyone needs like a clutter-free house. Not everyone is that. But I have learned about myself, especially since having children. And then I've also learned now that it's my husband too. We have very similar personalities and that if there's things around that we can see that need to be done, it drives us nuts. Like we can't watch a movie. We can't hang out. We never really unplug and relax. So having all that kind of dealt with for our personalities – was a tremendous gift and was a fresh start in of itself that we needed. When there's so much we can't control right now, when we're just not sure when life is going to go back to normal, we just needed to exert 
a healthy amount of control and order in a place that we could. But this was the first time of all my cleaning iterations and organizing that my husband was really willing to join in with me. Usually he's like, okay, you have a blast tackling that. And uh, I'm going to go work on a yard project. Like I'm pretty sure I have something I need to build in the garage. And there's just sometimes I needed him here with me. Sometimes I need space. And then I had gotten to the point where a lot of things I needed him to give me yes or no's on. And I needed him to take responsibility for his stuff. So it was great. It was great to have a partner and a team. It was great for us to do something together. The drawers full of random cable and connectors and those things that you somehow accumulate when you're in your mid-30s, just clean and organized or gone. And it was great because life, you know, I say this all the time, it's busy. We get overwhelmed and clutter and to-dos and mental space. So for us, this was the way to start the new year because difficult times or not, time is still passing time is still going. Our kids are still growing. We don't want to just stay stuck. You know, I know it's a time to give yourself grace, to be gentle with yourself, to let yourself process, to let yourself feel trauma, to let yourself feel anxiety, to seek help, to seek support systems for that. But I saw a lot in the new year on social media about intentionally not setting goals. That This is not the year to set goals. This is not the year to do a new fitness regimen or a healthy eating regimen. This is not the year to try to grow your business. Just let yourself be. That's a terrible idea. If any of these influencers telling you to set goals, they're pushers. They're terrible. You know, and I think that's equally terrible. That big goals can be good. Big aggressive goals can be good when you're ready. And you might still be ready. This time for you might be a great time for you to hunker down, put your head down, And be dedicated to something. And this might not be the time for you to do that too. You might need to dig into other things and to really nurture and care for yourself. So I I think we need to be careful to not one size fits all. To not say no one should set goals right now. That anyone encouraging people to set goals is awful. And we shouldn't say, well, everyone has to set big goals. Everyone has to be pushing and grinding right now. Neither of those are true. As with any piece of advice, any kind of therapy, any kind of treatment, any kind of life philosophy, certain things work for certain people in certain situations and certain time and place. You know, you got to try the different shoes that fit. And we got to recognize there's a lot of different situations out there. I do think we need to set resolutions or have traditions or have a rhythm or a ritual surrounding this holiday. I think it's good to continue that especially in hard times. Like this isn't the time to completely just throw everything. All right. I know pandemic started and we were all like, woohoo, yoga pants <laughs> and you know, the pandemic 15 or whatever. And yeah, I mean, it's okay to take a breath and not be hard on yourself and have some comfort food. But I think if you're thinking resolutions can only be certain things, if you're thinking of resolutions in the narrow scope of new diet plan, new fitness plan, quitting bad habits or building some gigantic side business or getting like a massive promotion at work. If that's the only thing that comes to mind with resolutions, then I want to challenge that maybe you're not thinking about them in a great way. If your goals make you feel like you fell short, make you feel like you failed, if six weeks into the new year you feel really crappy then change how you set your resolutions. Change how you see and set and practice the new year. 
So we're going to talk about a couple different ways that I think you can do that. And it's not hard. And it's not crazy complicated. And take what you want, leave what you don't, and let me know what you think. So one is, let's say you want to keep traditional resolutions. Let's say you wanted a moment of reflection. And you know what? It didn't have to be two weeks ago. It can be today. It can be tomorrow. You can pick any day as your start to the new year. My planner still hasn't arrived yet. I think it's finally shipped, but um, (laughs) I did order it. I spent entirely too much money and it's not here yet. So I'm only like halfway through my uh, resolution setting. But say you want to sit down and kind of evaluate different areas of your life. And what if instead of the things I mentioned before, what if your resolutions sounded more like this? I want to be physically strong. I would like to improve in flexibility. I want to run with my kids and not feel tired. I want to improve my health and energy levels through learning to cook with more nourishing foods. I want to try new foods. I want to give myself more grace this year. This year, I will seek help for my stress and anxiety. I will try meditation. This year, I will do a better job at making time for my needs. This year, I will show radical kindness and understanding to others. This year, I will learn about someone who thinks differently than I do. I will read. I will rest. I will tell those around me how much they mean to me. I will lean into friendships. I will be a great neighbor. Resolutions don't have to be these massive, difficult goals. And I would argue there's a difference between goals and resolutions. That resolutions don't have to be this set achievement, this set marker, that I will lose 10 pounds or I will do 15 acts of kindness. I think it can be like I worded the previous ones. I will do my best to do a certain thing. I will make an effort in this area. I want to improve. I'm not saying how much I'm going to improve. You can do that later in goal setting. I think a resolution is more of an ultimate guidepost, an intent, an affirmation, a manifestation, however you want to talk it. It's more of a declaration to yourself and to the universe that this is where your head is. This is what you want to work on. It can be a step in the right direction of movement and effort and attitude. Goals move us forward towards our dreams, towards our resolutions. They have actionable steps. They have deadlines. They have measurements. Resolutions are more hopeful. Their attitudes and spirits of change, a recognition of time passing, and our true desires for our own life and how we want to show up within it. This year has been hard. I want to own up to the fact that in my year, I have felt anxiety. I have had days that felt like depression. I have been lonely. I have been so lonely. I have been sad. I have been confused. I have been deeply humbled. I have learned a ton. And I realize how much more I have to learn and how little as a society we truly really know and understand our world and each other. Our marriage has been challenged. 
I'm not sure if that was specifically pandemic or life with two small kids and two jobs or somehow this combination of all the above. I am tired. Physically, mentally, emotionally, I am so tired. So on New Year's, I tried to just be. I was like, I'm not going to ask any more of myself. I'm just going to be. I'm not going to mark any of my usual goal setting and all these things for the new year. I'm not doing any of that. And yet, when the time came, that rhythm, that seasonal change, that rhythm, those traditions are so deeply entrenched that they called me back anyway. I couldn't help but return to these habits that I have established for over a decade. And how awesome is that? I mean, how great is that, that we can work to establish these rhythms in our life that even when we are low and on the ground and we are struggling, that these things can help lift us and help move us forward. Because it's okay to rest, friends. It's okay to be gentle. But we don't want to get in the low and stay there. We build support systems. We build support methods. We build resiliency. So when things get tough, that we can keep going, that we can start climbing ourselves out, or that we can reach for that hand that can help us out. These rituals, these rhythms, they come like a friend, like a pattern. They come not to hurt me, not to punish me, or not to remind me how I failed last year. They are simply today forward. A chance to move my focus to what's important, a chance to check in. That's all. So if you're not feeling a list of resolutions... Here are some other ideas. A word of the year. Now, this one I used to think I was kind of cool and one of the only people that did this, and now it's become pretty common. I think it's like the cool thing to do now, which is good. That's good. We've been choosing a word of the year as a family for a couple years now. Some people do it as a family. Some people do it family and individual or just individual, whatever works for you. But what a word of the year is, it's a guidepost and a reminder. It's a central theme to kind of gather your family around. What do we want more of in our lives? What can we lean into? In the past, we've had being present. We've had community. We've had gratitude. We haven't chosen this year's yet. Since we're still taking everything at a relaxing pace, we're just going to make the whole month of January New Year's. But for us, we normally... um, Write it out on some kind of poster or piece of paper just with markers. Maybe print it out from Word. Not too fancy. We hang it in our kitchen along with our family calendar and all those sorts of things. And it's just there. It's there to remind us for us to look at the ideas. We see it and we go, oh yeah, am I, am I doing this? Is this coming together? You could get the kids involved by making a vision board. Use pictures and words from magazines or draw your own picture, or have the kids draw a picture. What does this word mean to you? What do you think this means to our family? What would this look like if our family really embodied this word, if we lived this out to our fullest this year? Some ideas could be resilience, health, contentment, outdoors, simplify, excel, hope, be bold, save. There, If you Google it, there are like word of the year idealists there's tons, there's hundreds, there's great lists. And it, it can, I guarantee you, you can find something that will fit and probably call to your family situation. What works for you is what works for you. 
And what works for the Joneses is what works for the Joneses. What you feel called to lean into is what you feel called to lean into. But once you pick it, think about how as a family can you practice this and live it out together? How can it influence various factors of your life? If you're trying to simplify, how can you simplify work? How can you simplify your systems and routines at home? How can you simplify your physical items, your finances, how you spend your time, your relationships? If you're trying to be outdoors, are there different ways and different situations that you can be outdoors? Can you enroll in different activities? Do you want to track it in some sort of way? Do you want to set a fun family goal? Do you want to run a race? Do you want to do a great hike? Do you want to explore so many different national parks? Do you want to explore your own backyard? A word of the year is a fun way to bring focus to a family, to help you operate as a team, to help bring you together, to help bring positive things into your life. It's not about taking away. It's about adding in. Another tradition that we've been doing for a few years and we adapted from a few different people is a house cleansing and a blessing. So if you've heard of saging, where you have the bundle of dried sage and you would burn it and you move it around the house and it's the idea is to remove any negative energy. That's something that can be done in conjunction with this. And But honestly, we paused on that this year because I'm not sure how appropriate it is. I want to make sure that I'm not appropriating a ritual that wasn't meant to be used in this way. So we refrained. More to come. I'm going to dive into my research hat and uh, see where we're at with that. So what we did do is the house blessing. And this is something that was really new to me and seems like a really radical idea, but a lot of faiths already have this built in in some way. And if you dig in, you can find it probably. You'll find prayers for the household, prayers for different family members, for different situations. And if you're more of a spiritual person, you can definitely be familiar and find plenty of guides on different ways to bless and call in certain things to your home. I think it's something that can apply to so many different people, no matter where you are. But even apart from that, what it is 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 calling an intention. So what you can do is in your faith, you can find if there's something that kind of allows you to anoint a water or an oil um, or bless something, or perhaps you can procure something from the appropriate people. But what's more important than like an oil or water to use is the act. We like to do it after the kids go to bed because we just like to do it privately. Um, But my husband and I, we go through the house and we start at the front door. And we basically pray or bless or call in certain prayers at each point. So we start maybe the front door. May this door welcome family and friends. May everyone who enter feel love, feel hospitality. May people enter this door with only good intentions. May no negativity, may no sickness enter through this door. Uh, May you keep us safe. May no one try to, you know, come steal all our stuff. (laughs) Um, So just kind of whatever you can think of. And then we move to, you know, windows we go fairly quickly, like, please keep us safe, you know, please let in light and sunshine and all that sort of thing. Um, The side doors, you know, we make a quick, shorter version And then, you know, we'll go to the kitchen. May we cook delicious, nourishing food. May we make great memories. May Sunday morning breakfasts be fun and silly. Um, May the coffee always be hot and delicious. (laughs) 
And then we may go pray over the hallway door, the threshold moving from one part of the house into the other. And there we kind of start to get a little poignant and start to think, may we walk through this door every morning with a smile. And when we pass through it in the evening, may we leave work and the worries of it behind us. And may we enter the bedrooms and kind of the back area of the house without that weight on our shoulders. We pray over the children's bedroom. We pray for them, all our hopes and dreams for them in the year, that they may grow, that they may find new interests, that they may feel secure and safe and be bold and brave, um, that they may come to us when they need us, that we may be close and spend valuable time as a family. All these, all these things. And our bedroom, we pray that we connect as a couple, obviously, <laughs> that we keep stress and anger out. May we lean on each other. May we be kind to one another. May we show each other affection. We'll leave it there. <laughs> I mean, this practice may sound silly or woo-woo or, or too intense for you. You're like, whoa. I mean, I'm like kind of spiritual, but like that sounds, and, and you're like putting oil like on the top of the door. Like, what does that look like? Do you think you're a shaman? Not like, no, you can adapt this in a way that's appropriate for your faith. But what it is, is the intention, is the coming together as a couple There's so much power in the words that we use when we speak them out loud to ourselves and together that this is a declaration. You can call it a manifestation. You can call it a prayer. But we're saying this is what we intend for our home. This is what we are really about. This is what we want at the end of this year. You know, when we first heard about it, we were like, huh, all right, this is a little weird. And it felt kind of funny. And then we just kind of went for it anyway. And now it's become this special, beautiful tradition. The first time we did it, we finished together in the living room and we held hands and we just decided to pray together about our hopes for the year in general, things we had worried about, things we wanted to work through. Like we just let our hearts crack wide open to each other and were vulnerable. And we ended up in absolute tears, but it was one of the coolest things we've ever done. And something... I'm going to challenge you to, to try because it's different than making a list and writing it down. So yeah, we'd like to be healthier. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, sure, we want to spend more quality time. And yeah, all these checklists seem like the things I'm supposed to want that I'm supposed to do with the new year. I'm supposed to eat healthy. I'm supposed to give up smoking. I'm supposed to stop drinking so much coffee. I'm supposed to stop drinking so much wine, stop eating sweets, work out all the time, be my best shape ever, do my best this, that, that, that. This is different than that. This comes down to how you want to feel, what you want in your home, how you want your relationships to look like. It's love, it's friendship, it's time together. It's the absolute basics. So have you ever tried anything like this? Do you pick a word of the year? Do you do a house blessing? Do you sage out the old energy and welcome in the new? Do you make a vision board? Are you the visual person who likes to do that, who likes to set your goals on specific things? In times of high stress, do you do well with big goals to motivate you? Or do you need to peel back and give yourself grace and rest and lean into your support systems? What will make 2021 a better year for you? Are you the person that needs the encouragement to push forward and keep going? Because time is passing. Regardless of what's going on in the world around us, time is passing. So are you ready to dig in and go? 
Or do you need to slow down and nurture and reestablish and put down some roots? I think there's room for both. And do not let social media tell you that you have to be one way or the other. That you are wrong for doing one or wrong for doing the other. Know and trust what you are being called to. Know what works for your neighbor, doesn't work for you, and that's fine. Everything in its own space and its own time. So friends, I'm really excited. I hope you are too. I hope your New Year's, however you celebrated it, was joyful, was happy, was healthy. I'm excited what lies ahead in 2021 for us because I know if we work together, the future is bright. Please, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love if you would hit the subscribe button, be it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever you listen. Write a review if you like it. It really helps us grow if you can write a review and share with some friends. That's it. I'll see you next time. And as always, I hope you have a great day. Great day.